Welcome to the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast, a podcast that covers a wide range of topics. So come chill with us on Mondays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. Here's your host, Mr. Anderson. To episode 80 of the Trust and Believe Nomad Cast here on the 1st of March, 1 March, 2022. Glad you guys are here with me. Hope you guys had a great Monday, a great day, a positive day, a constructive day, uh, a productive day, right? So thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, all my followers, the likes, the subscribers, everyone commenting. Appreciate it. The downloads on the audio side, uh, the new subscribers on the YouTube side. Thank you again. Thank you guys for hanging out with me. Appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. All right, so today, talking on the Tuesday, we're going to talk about, I'm going to go into part two of um, what we talked about last week on the 25th, I believe it was. Yeah, it was the 25th. And there was a segment that we titled, Why Traditionalists Don't Like or Dislike Non-Traditionalists. Why Traditionalists Dislike Non-Traditionalists. And last week, we talked about Uber. We talked about daggone... uh, Bitcoin and banks, hotels, Airbnb, colleges, and entrepreneurship. So we got four brand new topics this week. And I think I'm going to make this a, a running segment probably every couple of weeks or maybe once a month kind of dive into. But I definitely want to get part two out the way because I think these are also you know creative thinking, thought provoking, something that makes you say, hmm, it can provide great water cooler talk for all those that, that's at work. So I think it's a great thing to kind of talk about, kind of dive into a somewhat deep dive, if you will. Um, but again, we're talking about the tra- traditionalists disliking the non-traditionalists. It's almost like the old school, the modern, the modern way. A lot of older folks don't like the way technology is worked. They're saying it's working too fast. It moves at a, a fast rate of speed. Um, and I have parents that, you know, they old school as old school can get. You know, I send them air fryers. I send them a lot of things, modern type amenities. And these cats are like, nah, we good. We don't want it. But then it's like, you know, I'm trying to improve the household, trying to improve the quality of life. You know what I mean? So it, it's one of those things. You're used to a, a certain way. You're accustomed to a certain way of doing things. And all of a sudden you have something that's faster, that's a lightning speed where you can, you know, have this thing working for you while you can go ahead and cover down on other multiple efforts in your home or whatever. Um, yeah, it's just almost like the vacuum cleaner, the old school vacuum cleaners. Would you rather stand around and push this thing around all day, utilizing your arms? Yeah, it's a good workout, but while you're, you know, pushing that vacuum around, you can go ahead and buy you one of those robots and have it, you know, put it on max and let it just vacuum everything in the house then you can be washing dishes. You could be reading the book. You could take a nap. You could do something because you can let this thing run around the house and vacuum. It'll stop. Once the battery hits that last bar, it will stop. It will dock itself. You ain't got to worry about it. You ain't got to do nothing. You just got to just turn it on and, and, and let it do what it do. So that's one of the things we're talking about modern. And I struggle with it as well. Because if you heard these Nomad casts in previous episodes, I'm the old school cat. I have an old soul. I like a, I like a lot of old school things, but I do. I enjoy modern technology. I love modern amenities. I love new things. I love trying to figure things out, breaking it down and 
figuring out why is this working this way? Oh, this is better than what we used to. Because it's, it's the sign of the times. It's kind of one of them things I used to tell my soldiers. You either get right or you get left. You know what I mean? So let's go ahead and dive into it without further ado. So, again, the title of the segment is called Why Traditionalists Don't Like or Dislike Non-Traditionalists. And we'll start with the very first one. Consumers. Consumers dislike Amazon. Now, I'm an Amazon guy, so this is interesting. That's number one. Number one, consumers dislike Amazon. Uh, A couple of reasons why. Uh, It causes decreased sales for small businesses. Now, one thing about it, if you're a small business owner, I would assume that you're probably feeling the pinch of Amazon. You probably feel the pinch of Macy's and, and Walmart, definitely, and all these other big box brand stores. But I would tell you, I I firmly believe, again, the numbers are not in front of me, but I believe a lot of small businesses probably now ever since COVID, ever since, you know, we've had this pandemic going on. A lot of people are staying home. I firmly believe small business owners in small town USA are probably making a great profit right now because a lot of people don't want to deal with the Amazons. They don't want to go to the Macy's. They don't want to go to some of these stores you have to go to because the small brands, small business businesses can't provide a lot of the services that you need. Some of the major services that you need. But I, w- I will firmly believe, and this is all all across small businesses, whether it's, it's home care, uh, daggone uh, plumbing, carpeting, any type of home, home improvement work, shoes or whatever. I, I firmly believe home business, uh, small businesses are profiting because of that hometown touch, that that hometown discount, if you will, that customer service. Um And a lot of consumers are saying that, well, the small businesses, they're not making money. And people are complaining about the small businesses. And these are people that don't even have a small business. So I get it. You're looking out for Mama Joe, who has the candy store, or Papa Willie, who has the the bakery or the butcher shop. I get it. But small businesses, even, you know, when they when they start enacting an eminent domain and start knocking down all these cities, and putting freeways, small businesses were thriving. Small businesses almost works as a church where they are the anchor for that particular neighborhood. You know, traditionally, you have the small business, the school and the church and the bank. Those were the anchors of the neighborhood. And the banks are still there in some places. The schools are still there. The churches are still there. So the small businesses are still there. People still want to go to a small business. So again, Amazon is going to do what Amazon do. Macy's is going to do what Macy's do. You cannot stop the big box brands from expanding. Prices increasing, expanding their footprint. They're going to do it. The small businesses still can profit from those big businesses because small businesses, you even see the commercials nowadays. They're utilizing Amazon. You see it all the time. Amazon has a partnership with a lot of small businesses. So the, I don't believe that the small, the small businesses are, uh, the sales are decreasing in some aspects, but I believe the small businesses are probably thriving from a lot of these big, big box brands. I don't know why I get stuck, messed up when I keep saying that big box brands. I don't know why a lot of people feel that way because I believe the small business owners again are profiting from that. 
That's just my take. I'm no expert in this. Uh, the second reason is this is from consumers who are falling to the traditional category. They feel that uh, there there's unnecessary waste of cardboard and materials coming from Amazon. Okay, if if you buy something from any store, whether it's Amazon, Macy's, anywhere, Apple, whoever, you got you will have a box. That box, 99% of the time, is made of cardboard. The cardboard can be recycled. Traditional consumers, it can be recycled. Your trash bags, your garbage bags, your bags you get from the store, they can be recycled. So when a consumer say un- unnecessary waste of cardboard and materials, I mean, at the end of the day, how how will you how do you want to receive your package? Do you want Amazon to come up to your doorbell, to your doorstep, ring your doorbell, and just drop off in- everything that you ordered, just drop it on the porch and leave? Or do you want it in a box that's sealed, right, that has protection elements all around it, i.e. bubble wrap, the the heavy duty bubble wrap tape anything i think i would rather have that i would i would rather have a waste of recyclables i would have a i rather have a waste of bubble wrap to ensure the product that i ordered that i spent my hard money on is safe and secure without any frustration you talk about you know as a, a warehouse guy back in the army you know we talk about frustrated cargo so long as my cargo is not frustrated, I'm fine with it. I think a lot of these folks, you know, they just find a reason to complain. And these are probably the same people that, you know, oh, I can't stand Amazon. I can't stand all these big brands. But looking, let me look at your freaking credit card. Look at, let me look at your bank account. I, I will assume now I'm willing to put money. 90% of the stuff you have in your house is probably from Amazon. It's probably from a big box brand. Save it, people. Save it. <laughs> Just having fun here. Number two, small cities dislike big cities. This is interesting. The main reason why small cities dislike big cities, crime is an issue. Now, I would definitely agree with that. Growing up in, in a big city, Detroit, I've told you the stories. Crime is everywhere. Crime is in hometown USA. Crime is in big city USA. Crime is everywhere. I lived in Japan. I lived in Korea. lived in freaking Germany. Traveled to all these different places. Crime is everywhere. Crime is everywhere. The most safest communities in the world, there's crime. However, it's amplified because it's a big city. Now, if you have a city that has daggone 4 million people, do we really believe those 4 million people are angels? 2 million people may be angels. But then you got to worry about the other two million people that are non-angels. And so I get it with the small cities. You know, there's too much crime. We don't want to grow. We don't want to advance. We don't want to expand our footprint. But I think a lot of that is it's because it could be, you know, nervousness, bringing different types of people into your area, different diverse groups, different demographics, different genders. Because now if you bring a lot of people that didn't grow up in hometown USA and small town USA, you're bringing in non-traditional people who don't really know or understand or probably don't care about the town's history. They just want a safe place to live for themselves, for the kids, for the family, want a safe school. They want a safe work environment. They just want to go somewhere where it's safe. 
Now, on the flip side of that, a lot of known criminals, drug dealers, mob guys, whatever, a lot of times they're in history has proven this. The data proves proves it. A lot of times they will go to small town USA to set up shop, if you will, to set up these fronts, these cleaners, these banks. I mean, all sorts of things. So I get it when home when small town USA saying that crime is an issue, the reasons why they enjoy the small city versus the big city. But I would even counter that and saying, okay, if you have a small city and you, you elect to not grow, you don't, you don't want to expand your footprint. You don't want any big brands to come to your small town. How will your small town survive? How will it grow? Because you, we see it all the time. You know, you take these road trips across America and you drive through these small towns where it's one stoplight, one stop sign. Everybody knows the mayor. Everybody knows the postman. Everybody knows the fireman. Everybody knows Miss Denise because she's been doing hair since 1875. And the town decides the town officials, the elected officials who's supposed to be not only who's in charge of not only protecting the city, but also trying to find ways for the city to advance economically. The cities don't want to grow. Well, you know, we can't I don't want to have Amazon. I don't want to have, you know, Nissan come to our town. Our town is quiet. Our town is safe. Yeah, but the thing about it, yeah, you probably will bring more crime in when you bring some of these Fortune 500 companies in, but your town can grow. Your town can thrive. If I was a mayor of a small town, just say I was a mayor. Damon Anderson is a mayor of Scootersville, USA, and I have 15,000 people in my city, and I have the Myers of the world, Kroger's of the world, Walmarts, all these big brands, these big restaurant chains, even like auto industries. If they send me an email and say, hey, we want to, hey, we're thinking about coming to your city. Can you provide us a site visit? Can you provide us a windshield tour of your city? Because we're thinking about you're one of the few cities that we're thinking about expanding our footprint into your footprint. I would be crazy to not think about that. I would be crazy to not, you know, even have a meeting to discuss it. It, it, it can be a conversation. Let's sit down and let's table this thing. Now, I will have to provide you some tax benefits for you to come in. But I'm thinking about this. I'm thinking about economic growth. People are moving in. So now I can build apartments. I can build houses. I can build schools. My infrastructure is great. My tax base is great. And that's how you make it. And that's why a lot of these small towns, again, small town USA, that's why a lot of them just crumble because they're, they're scared to grow. They're afraid to grow because once you grow, you continue to grow, man. So bring, you don't have to bring all the big businesses in and the big businesses probably will bring crime in. But if you have big businesses that come to small town USA, now your tax base is increased. You have taxes that pays for public safety. What does that mean? You can hire more police officers. What that mean? You can hire more firemen and everyone that deals with in that public safety, that public safety uh, window. Right. So I think a lot of times when the small towns are saying, oh, it's too much crime. I think you really have to peel that onion back. It is so many layers to what they're saying. They don't want to be diverse. They don't want different people coming in. We like everybody to look the same. You know what I mean? So 
at the end of the day, it happens with all cities. It happens in countries. It's, it's not just America. But I think in, in order for small town USA to grow, sometimes you got to open up the you lay down a welcome mat. Sometimes you got to open up your arms and hug some of these big brands. You know what I mean? So just my take on it. The second reason is small towns dislike big cities. Too many people. Too many people. Again, I've told you the story. I'm a type of person. I've been in combat multiple times. I'm the type of person. I don't like being around a lot of people. I like the control of my environment. If I go to a restaurant, I make sure my back is not to the door. I need to watch all egress points. I need to watch who's moving, who's coming in. At airports, I'm the same way. It's almost like I'm, I feel like I'm pulling security again. And everyone that's been in that realm, they understand what I'm talking about. But the, the deal of it is too many people can bring crime. Too many people can bring a lot of things you don't want to have in your small city. But that's why you continue to build up. Because if you look at a lot of our major cities, they started as small town USA. They started as hometown USA. But you re- they realize we need to grow. Because once you grow, I talked about it, your tax, tax base, your economic infrastructure, everything grows. But then also get it too. coming from a big city. Right. I understand the, the point of living in a small town that's peaceful. It's safe. You tend to know a lot of people, you know, you know, the plumbers, you know, the the guys that work on the roofs, you know, the construction guys, you know, the guys that uh, has the heating and cooling uh, business. You know, a lot of these folks. And I think a lot of times when when you deal with these big cities, unless they're mom and pop type places, you don't really establish that rapport. You don't establish that relationship with them. The customer service sometimes can be severed. In an instant. So I I get why some of the small towns don't like uh, big cities due to a lot of people, because a lot of time you think about folks from New York, Philadelphia, D.C., some of those Los Angeles. Well, probably not so much Los Angeles, but really like the New York's, the Phillies, the Baltimore's along the eastern seaboard. If you look at a a lot of the cities, right, those those cities, everyone is stacked on top of each other. It's just stacked people, people, people. The the distance between your home and another's home seems like it's three inches. So I get why a lot of times they're frustrated and upset. And a lot of them say, you know what, if I could just go somewhere where it's peaceful, I don't have a lot of people around me. Maybe I can function better. Maybe my mentals can work better because you look at a lot of people that's from New York. Famous people that's from New York, talking like the Manhattans, the Brooklyn's and all these places. A lot of them move to New Jersey. New Jersey, if you look at space-wise, is spread out. You got Newark, Patterson, and all these other places. A lot of them move and drive across the freaking Hudson River and move to freaking Jersey. Why? Because they grew up in that big city, and they want to go back to the small town to be able to breathe, to have some sense of community. Now, a lot of them may have to cross the bridge and go back to New York for work. But by and large, a lot of them move to New Jersey. So, again, that's an argument I kind of understand, too, uh, the small towns having too many people. My only thing is, if you're a small town, I don't I don't I don't know how you can continue to sustain your life support for your citizens, for your residents, for your quality of life. If you don't have any if you don't have a major corporation that's helping you with this tax base, that's helping you with the tax infrastructure. So that can be a pretty good argument as well. 
Small towns dislike big cities. And again, these sto- these uh, topics and these sub uh, topics, uh, they can be definitely be fluid. This is not a end all be all list. It's just something that kind of fun to dive into. Number three, this should be interesting. Office workers don't like teleworkers. Oh, wow. Spicy, spicy. One of the main reasons why office workers dislike tele- teleworkers is because they have a comfortable workspace. Now, if you anyone any of us that worked in the office in the shop or what have you, a lot of times you know you bring pictures, you have pictures of your family, maybe a picture of a vacation. But if you my last job in the army before I retired, I worked in uh almost like a cu- cubicle city. And it was that was the first time, no, probably the second time I worked in the cubicle city. But I will tell you, right before that assignment, I was in Korea and I had my own office and life was great. Life was great. They had to, you know, they enter my door, they knock on my door. It was great. It was it was fun to say, come in. Unless it's like the SAR major, somebody they just barge in. And so I went from that a year having my own office. And then I, I come to my last duty station in the army and we're in cubicle city. And it's like probably 30 or 40 of us in there. And you can hear everybody's conversations. And there was nothing comforting about that. It's like, man, sometimes you don't even want to be on the phone. You send an email, people, they peering over your shoulder and all that. It was different. So when we talk about comfortable workspace, a lot of office workers dislike or have disdain for teleworkers. Because when you look at the teleworkers on Zoom, they're comfortable. They, you know, a lot of times they have like a, a business shirt on. Or a business suit or the female have like their female version of a suit, something very professional. And then as you move the camera down, they got freaking shorts on or they got pajama pants on. If you're an office worker, you can't stand that because now you in your office in a three piece suit. You, if you're a female, you in a freaking dress or a skirt and high heels, feet hurting, you're miserable. But then you look at freaking Peggy, who's on a freaking Zoom call. And she's chilling. Then she got her freaking dog and got her coffee and she got a little jazz playing and all this other stuff. Office workers dislike teleworkers. It's a it's a it's almost like a freedom. And I'll talk about that in the next one. They they seem to be happy. I know when my wife, when her department, when they start began to execute um teleworking a teleworking mission, she loved it. She was in her own office, she was great. She had her work clothes on. She had the pajamas on, pajamas on the bottom, had her slippers on. She had her, her, her jazz music playing in the background. She had her, her little water, her little orange juice, or whatever she was drinking, had a little breakfast to the side because you can see any of that because it was on the Zoom. And she was loving it. She was saving gas. She was saving money. She's at home. She could take her breaks when she wants. They conduct the meeting at this time. She do the meeting for an hour or so. Once she get off the meeting, once the meeting, you know, is over, she goes back to her work. It was great. But then when you go back to the office, everyone's miserable. They don't want to deal with Hal. They don't want to deal with Pam. They don't want to deal with the freaking idiot boss. They don't want to deal with none of these cats. When you're teleworking, you're great. But when you're in the office, you're miserable. You can't stand these teleworkers. They got all this freedom. All they got to do is do the Zoom calls, and then they go back to work. I got to do the Zoom call, and I still got to look at freaking Harry. I got still got to look at Roger. I still got to look at freaking Jerry. So I get it. 
the office workers can't stand the teleworkers because they're in the comfortable workspace. And now if you're in the comfortable workspace, what is it? You're happy. You're enlightened. You have vigor. You have energy. You're proud of your work. You sit in your chair. You sit tall. Oh, gosh, you feel great. Oh, you love it. It feels great. It smells good. You got your own sense going on. It's just you. You ain't sharing that space with no one else. No one else is in your personal space. No one's a space invader. You are in your own space. The office workers can't stand y'all. The office workers dislike the teleworkers. I'm sure that, you know, can incite a riot, a positive riot in some places. Because I know when the teleworkers went back to work, they probably would greet it with like, oh, you've been chilling the whole time. You ain't been chilling the whole time. Been doing the same amount of work as you is probably a little bit more because now you're at home. You feel you need to do a little more. So now you got a little pep in your step. Now you got a little energy. You're doing everything for the greater good. I love saying that you're doing everything for the greater good of the company or whoever department you work for. Right. You got discipline. The office workers can't stand y'all teleworkers. Another reason why office workers don't like teleworkers is because they have, again, freedom to express. We talked about that. The pictures on the wall, the degrees on the wall, the awards on the wall, the family pictures on the wall. Oh, I can turn on my turn my blinds on. I don't have blinds in the office. My office is, is four walls. Oh, let me turn on my jazz music just a little bit just to provide a, a, a background, a, a comfortable background. Oh, I got a TV on the wall. Let me turn on my TV and watch my shows or have my shows watching me while I'm conducting my work and performing my daily tasks. The office workers can't do that. The office workers sitting in the office and there's no no windows. They pissed off. They can't stand y'all. The office workers. That was number three. The office workers don't like the teleworkers. So, again, I can imagine how that that marriage how, I can imagine how that marriage is when you're both walking into there to, together when the teleworkers finally went to work and now they meet the office workers. It's almost like two gangs, the teleworker gang and the office gang. <laughs> that was fun. All right. Last one, y'all. Old school. This is number four. Old school truckers dislike new school truckers. Now, this is this is my heart right here. Old, this is the first reason. Old school truckers can't stand the way that new school truckers dress. So let's talk about this. I, anyone that knows Damon Anderson, know family, people I've been stationed with, people I grew up with, whatever, acquaintances, I have a thing for semi-tractor trailers. I enjoy semi-tractor trailers. Ever since I was a little young lad, even to this day, at the age, tender age of 47, I enjoy looking at pictures, looking at videos. Ha- I have a whole bunch of uh, model tractor trailers in my uh, man cave. I enjoy semi-tractor trailers. But the thing about it, I love the old school ones. I'm not a fan of these new school semi-tractor trailers. My wife and kids, I tell you, I can't stand them. I love the old school look. I love the old school Peterbilts, the old school Kenworths. Right. The old school internationals, the 70s, the 80s, 
That's my era. I love them old school tractor trailers, those old school semi trailers from back in the day. So I remember the old school truck drivers. They wore cowboy hats and they wore boots and they had jeans. They had the daggone uh, the vest on. They looked like truck drivers. You know how a, a doctor, he wears a suit, uh, not a suit, but the coat, overcoat. Looks like a doctor, the lawyer. They, they wear a suit. Looks like a lawyer. The truck driver wore boots, jeans, shirt, you know, most like a plaid type shirt, a vest and a hat. They look like truck drivers. So when the old school, this is old school truck drivers can't stand the way they dress. If you look at modern day truck drivers right now, and I would I would have to agree, have to agree to this because if I was if I was a present day truck driver, a lot of these things that these truck drivers are wearing nowadays, I wouldn't wear. For one, they wear Crocs. To me, Crocs are like Crocs are like the sunny de, sunny delight for food. I mean, sunny delight for Crocs are. Let me start over. The Crocs are the sunny delight of shoes. Crocs are the egos of shoes. Crocs are horrible. If y'all wear them, God bless you. I can't stand them, right? <laughs> the old school truck drivers can't stand the way they dress. They think they're too bright. They wearing shorts. They wearing flip flops. The old school truckers back in my day, I had the jeans on. I had a vest on. I had the cowboy hat. Those days are over. These guys are modern. I even talk about myself. I like the way fashion was in the 80s and 90s. When I get those errors back, those days are gone. It's the same way with the brand new truck drivers. They don't have no lineage from the cowboy boots. They don't care about the jeans. They don't care about the belt buckle. They don't care about the vest. They don't care about the hat. They don't care about wearing gloves while they're driving the truck. If they were wearing Crocs or they wearing hookahs and they got daggone uh, shorts on with a tank top, they are fine. Because at the end of the day, can you get my road? Can, can you get my road? Can you get my load? From point A to point B, and you might have to go to point C to come back to point A. That is all that needs to be talked about. But I do understand because I lived in an era where the truck drivers looked a certain way. It's almost like the office workers now. We talked about it last week on part one of this series. The old school way of wearing um, shoes. We wore the old school wingtip shoes with the hard edge, the hard sole. And now you can get the same wingtip shoe, but now the sole is more, it's comfortable. It's functional. It feels great. My feet don't hurt. That's the way with the old, with the new school truck drivers. They're like, hey, man, I ain't got to wear these freaking boots. Yeah, it's a safety issue. I should, probably should be wearing steel toe boots dealing with loads, the trailers, the trucks, and doing all these things. However, they're saying I can wear sandals. I can wear open toe sandals. I can do these things because my job is not to dress. My job is to get this load from point A to point B. Now, with this one, I would have to agree with the old school truck drivers. Maybe not so much with the cowboy boots and the jeans and all that. But I would definitely recommend at least, at least wear some damn, damn, some daggone safety boots, steel toe boots or something. So I got to give it to the old school ones right there. The second reason why old school truck drivers dislike the new school, they think the trucks are too comfortable. Now, <laughs> how comfortable is comfort? Just take a mattress, for example. If you have a mattress from back in the day when we all grew up, 70s, 80s, 90s, take that mattress back in the day, right? 
and 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 place the type of sleep you had back then versus the sleep you have now. If you have one of these modern mattresses, these memory foams, these cooling type mattresses, trust and believe, no pun intended, your sleep is a hundred times better than it was back in the day. Because back in the day, you didn't freaking know. That was the only mattresses in town. You had Serta and uh, what is these other brands that were out. They didn't care about They had coils in the freaking mattress. I remember I had a mattress when I was younger, and the freaking coils hit me in the freaking back every night. So your mattress is better now. And it's also, it's, it goes along with this. They think that the trucks are too comfortable. I love old school trucks, as you can see here. I love the old school trucks. I love the sexiness of old school trucks, the aesthetics of it, the way it looked. They're beautiful, chrome rims, all that. But I would tell you, if I had an old school truck, I want modern amenities. I want the microwave. I want the comfortable mattress. I want the comfortable chairs. I want the comfortable steering wheel. I want the comfortable seat. I want the comfortable gear shift. I want to have all the bells and whistles. I want all the technology. I want every freaking thing. I want it all. 2022 outfit the inside of my truck as a modern truck, but have the outside old school. And you see it when you pay attention on the highway. You'll see it. But they feel that the new trucks trucks are comfortable. All oh, these type of trucks, they make you go to sleep. Well, sleeping is great if you're not driving a freaking 18-wheeler down the daggone interstate. So I want my truck drivers, you know, as a pedestrian, as a, as a consumer, I want the truck drivers to be comfortable. I want the truck drivers to have eight, nine hours of sleep, a comfortable sleep in a comfortable mattress. With all the amenities of their household that's on wheels, television, microwave, big screen, PlayStation. You even look at some of these modern truck drivers, they have grills. They have everything. It's a house on wheels, making that home away from home. But a lot of these old school cats, they don't like it. Oh, I didn't have power steering. Oh, I didn't have heat. My seats wasn't heated. My truck didn't have no heat. I didn't have no AC in the summer. Got it. Get it. Understood. But was it right? You know, my my main, I always talk about my pet peeves. Well, this is the way we always did it. But does it mean that was right? So if you was a truck driver from the 60s and 70s and your dad on 18-wheeler didn't have power steering, your dad on 18-wheeler didn't have heat in the winter, your dad on 18-wheeler didn't have AC in the summer, but then you're upset with the folks now that have everything all year round and they're comfortable it's almost like they're just driving the house and you upset at the new school cats i can't get with you on that one i can get with you with the first one with the way they dress they look a little crazy now but give me all the comforts give me the look of the old school but give me the comforts of the new school it's the last one here uh it's part of that technology the old school cats are upset because technology, they feel technology gets in the way. So if you look at these old school truck drivers, they have a log. You see these pictures of a log and they annotate Albuquerque to uh, New York to Dan Denver, so on and so forth. And they plotting the times and the weight and everything versus you see them now. Everything is touchscreen. Oh, I went to Albuquerque. Denver's next. Do, 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 do. Everything is freaking automated. We make the technology has made the world in some cases faster, easier, and sometimes it slows down when there's intermittent uh, connectivity. But the thing about it, the technology is so much better. 
I don't have to pull out that old school Rand McNally map trying to find where's freaking New York and how to get from New York to freaking Barstow, California, how to get from freaking Barstow to daggone Seattle. Oh, by the way, I got to go down to freaking Fort Lauderdale. Oh, shoot. I still got to go to freaking Bismarck, North Dakota. I ain't got to pull out a map to do all that. I can go on my freaking GPS and do, 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 tell me how long it's going to take. Tell me how many miles is going to be. They're going to tell me what the weather's like. They're going to tell me, is it an accident up ahead? Is it construction up ahead? Be advised. That's what you hear. Ram McNally, them old school maps, they don't tell you jack, but how to get there. Ram McNally won't tell you if the road's closed. Ram McNally won't tell you if that bridge is out. I know because I was one of them, them cats whenever we took trips down south. My father... He loved those freaking old school maps. And that's how I learned to read the interstates, east, west, north, south. That's how I learned how to navigate the the, the cities where you see on the overpasses. So the old school cat said technology gets in the way. Technology has improved the trucking system. Technology is, has improved the way loads, the truck loads are loaded. Technology has improved all of that. Do we really want to go back to that old school way? of the log book and writing everything down and, you know, computing everything off the top of the head, or do we just want to press a button or even some cases, depending on the advancement of that particular technology, it's all voice activated. So a lot of the, the, the traditional way, and I can wrap it up here. The traditional way is great. They don't like the non-traditional way, but we need the non-traditional way to sustain the traditional way. If you make, if look, look, case in point, case in point, the non-traditional way is teleworking. The traditional way is office work, but in a sense, you need the non-traditional way of teleworking to sustain the office. Cause at some point you still need to come in physically into the office, but you also can work as well. Offsite teleworking. So it goes hand in hand. I don't believe you can have one without the other one be one may be more important than the other, but you still still need the non-traditional way. You still need the traditional way. It's great to look back to the old school and this is how we did it because this is the way we always did it. However, I want the non-traditional way that's going to challenge the old school way and say, okay, that's the way you guys already did it. Here's a modern take. Here's a modern way. Here's an outside of the box way of doing these things. Here's an outside of the box way to conduct these operations. There's a better way. Five years from now, my way is going to be traditional. They're going to have a non-traditional way. And I'm going to challenge that. But they're going to challenge me as well. Ten years from now, it's going to be the same. 20, 25. And then we'll be the old school cats. So I think a lot of times when the traditional folks dislike don't like hate the non-traditionals there's a lot of times they just don't want to they don't want to grow why should i try to grow and learn this i ain't gonna never need it well it's like i opened up it's, it's like the technology it's like i used to tell these soldiers you either get right or you get left ladies and gentlemen that concludes part two of the traditionalists don't like non-traditionalists hope you guys uh enjoyed it a little creative thinking coming in coming in as well these are a series I like to continue. I'll probably do another one uh, next month or so, or whenever the spirit moves me. But I appreciate you guys tuning in today on a talking on a Tuesday on the 1st of March 
2022. Again, this is episode 80. Thank you for all the subscribers, folks that subscribe, like and follow, tell a family, tell a friend. Uh, my audio folks, thank you guys for your downloads. And of course, the visual folks on YouTube, thank you for the likes and follows, the Instagrams, the TikToks, and all that. I am everywhere, ladies and gentlemen, minus Facebook. I ain't on Facebook. But thank you again for tuning in. Remember, Way Back Wednesdays, I discontinued. I don't have any shows on Wednesday, so I'll be back Thursday with another Gym Shoe story on a Thursday. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Have a great day. Have a wonderful day. Stay blessed. All the best. And be safe. Let's say it together. Trust and believe. See y'all Thursday. Thanks.